Previously on Unbalanced Encounters. Name's Name's Bruce. Uh, I, I'm I'm here to uh, check, uh, <laughs> fix the pipes. You're in a dress. At the very <laughs> least, it's not work safe. Oh, uh, sorry about that. Uh, Bruce, you said your name was in five accents. Do you need help, Bruce? Is everything okay? <laughs> everything is according to plan. You know this hedgehog, Theodosius Andrew Quartermain Esquire III. Gambald, I am so glad that you're here. First and foremost, this hedgehog needs to feel more important. Malmanon is going to continue to stay away from Guard's whole situation, seeing that there is now another person there who quite possibly is looking for suspicious things. Do not worry, Elderberry is safe. And he holds it up. Now the entire crowd is focused on Spinks. I'm not as goofy as Mr. Spinks. I can tell this is like an angry mob, not a hip hip hooray. Isaac sighs, realizing all of this is per usual, all his fault. He's gonna toss his shield at the gecko to knock the elderberry out of his hands, scoop it up like a football and run towards the clock tower. What in the hell is going on here? June does not notice bird's legs wrap around the dresser, begin to rocket back and forth. Everything according to plan. Welcome to another episode of Unbalanced Encounters, the show that dares to ask who sees you when you're sleeping, who knows when you're awake, who knows when you've been bad or good. It's probably some kind of bird god from hell. I'm your host, Patrick. Say hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. I'm terrified. Hi. Wait, yeah. we're in hell? That is terrifying. In our last session, <laughs> yeah. everything went entirely according to plan. Yeah, it did. It was perfect. Everybody's roles were great. And everything happened exactly the way that everyone predicted. And Isaac is definitely not lying on the ground, having committed a minor theft for reasons surpassing anyone's understanding. And then I woke up. It's all fine. It's all great. And by that, I mean it, it was an absolute shit show. And a lot happened. So I want to take a second, and I want to recap, because I would not blame you if you'd forgotten Everything other than what you were immediately participant in, because there were like nine subplots running last session. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. So, we start with the Mel causes a distraction plan, wherein Mel staged a robbery of a deific artifact, a tortoise shell, from the temple at the back of the bathhouse tower to draw Ganbald out of his study. Guard's job in this plan was to fetch Ganbald and establish some sort of distracting presence. Guard did this by demanding Ganbald's attention publicly and to no one in particular, 
Uh, first, drawing the attention of the hedgehog Theodosius Andrew Quartermain Esquire III, who needs a lot of therapy. And then of the smoke spirit, who might also need a lot of therapy, but guards seemed less interested in that. The smoke spirit then went and fetched Ganbald, but upon return, collided with Mel, who succeeded on a deception check against Ganbald, but not the smoke spirit. The spirit has seen through Mel's part of the ruse, and we'll see how that goes. But Ganbald is sufficiently distracted, freeing June to scale up to the study. Reevesy had tipped her off, recommending that she could simply climb up the steam pipes into the conservatory, bypassing the warding magic on the elevator. He was right. And she did. She was almost discovered by Jehoshaphat, the former Agravar fighter turned bird man, before she donned the disguise of Bruce, a squirrel folk laborer in the bathhouse with a terrible Australian accent. Just the best. Just the absolute best. She managed to convince Jehoshaphat of her in innocence before stealing a grappling hook and then scaling the rest of the bathhouse tower into Ganbald's private study, where she promptly discovered two important pieces of information. Branvir, Mel's long-lost friend taken before his time, is still here. Dale Snowthorn is not, as of yesterday. Sam's flipping me off right now. It's very important. Everybody needs to know uh. that. Believe it or not, this was not the most batshit thing happening in the last session. The most batshit thing happening in the last session is, at the same time, Harissa and Isaac conceived of a plan to corner one of the Mykonids that you killed in your first moments of being in the hot springs that was in the process of regenerating. So he's just a tiny little guy and bullying him into acquiring an elderberry for you. Unfortunately, neither Harrison nor Isaac put many guardrails on this plan. None. So the Mykonid decided to steal that <laughs> elderwood berry from the gecko procession. Yeah, I was not expecting that. I was kind of mad about it. <laughs> Harissa and Sphinx freaked out about it and dive-tackled it, stole it back for the geckos, got both the elderberry, uh, got both the elderwoodberry and the myconid into the gecko's custody. And then at the last second, Isaac dove for the elderwoodberry, stealing it again and doing a head-over-heels somersault to land at the feet of Gambold. At about this time, Demoiselle broke free from her roost, and the warding magic Ganbald had set up to keep her in, just for the moment. She smashed the clock off the bathhouse tower, and it fell down to the crowd below, and she has torn her way into the study. She hasn't seen June yet, but she wants that Elderwoodberry. Currently, June is in the study but has not yet fully clocked Demoiselle. Guard is standing by Ganbald. Isaac is at Ganbald's feet with the Elderwood Berry. Harissa and Sphinx are in the crowd. And weirdly enough, Mel, you're wherever you want to be. We left you vague. You're in the bathhouse somewhere, baby. <laughs> the world is yours. You're not going to get up to the study because the elevator, but anywhere... Anywhere short of the top of the penthouse floor, you could be at. 
And if you would all be so kind, I think enough has changed. I need everyone to roll me initiative. Let's go. I just want everyone to know that I was like, oh, I rolled a seven. Nobody. Oh, I guess I'm last. Nobody's going to roll lower than me. And a big six shows up. <laughs> Thank you, guard. <laughs> I appreciate you. I am you. here to support in all ways. June got a 21. Guard got a six all in. Harissa got a 16. Isaac, what did you get? I got a seven. And Melman on. Nat 20. A nat 20. What is Ooh. that all in? 25. Uh, Mel, what a good dice roll justification for uh, us saying you get to be wherever you want to be within the bathhouse. <laughs> um, Mel, you are in the last moments of the calm before the chaos. You rolled a 25 on initiative. You rolled a nat 20 for a 25 on initiative. Before your turn even begins, where do you want to be? So I believe Mel suggested that possibly the Myconids had caused the burst pipe. So Mel said he was going to head back that direction, and that's where he passed the smoke spirit. That is correct. I'll add a little bit here. You're heading in that direction, but on a nat 20, what I'm saying is your rabbit ears are 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 on a swivel, right? Like you hear from the penthouse, the rending, the tearing, the clock smashing. You know something is happening out front. You know something is happening in the penthouse. I'm giving you that information so that you can kind of position yourself where you want to be, not just like within a grid, but like we're going to be scene jumping. So you get to sort of pick where, which in, you know, kind of loop of interaction you want to be attached to. Knowing that June is up there, I think Melmanon is going to make his way to the penthouse in some way. Now, does the smoke spirit entirely control the elevator, or is there another way to make it work? Yeah, there's, it's a lever. Okay, great. The elevator's usable by anyone. You just know that if you try to get off of it at the penthouse floor, you will flash out of existence. Hmm. Okay. Melmanon's going to hop onto the elevator because he saw the smoke spirit walking away from the elevator. He's going to get onto the elevator to the floor directly below the penthouse. Easy. Uh, the floor directly below the penthouse is... Uh, actually, why don't you go ahead and roll me, roll me a d4. Three. A three. Yeah. Uh, on a three... I'm not going to let you decide what's on this floor. Uh, what I am going to say is that uh, this floor is, I, I think it is properly like a hotel floor. I think there are some like sleeper floors kind of between the penthouse and what's beneath it to provide a little bit of buffer, right? Um, and so I think that you pop out of the elevator and I just, I want you envisioning like a Kubrick hallway, right? Just like mm -hmm. long, like, endless hallway in either direction patterned wallpaper doors that are identical leading off into the distance you do know that if you were to take a left off of the elevator you could position yourself in uh, underneath the conservatory at the sort of steam pipe distribution shaft if you were to take a right there might be some other stuff there might be rooms and so forth you you haven't done a lot of exploring on this floor but that is the floor that you find yourself on at the beginning of your turn you have movement action and bonus what do you do i think mel is heading directly for that pipe access to try and get up one more floor incredible explore that shaft explore that shaft oh no oh no 
<laughs> we're gonna go ahead and say that you use your full turn uh to uh to to get up uh you're you're climbing the the steam pipes correct my friend i am going to need an athletics check from you here's here's the breakdown on a 20 you're in the conservatory ready to go next turn on a 15 you're going to need to take your movement to get into the conservatory next turn freeing up an action and bonus when you get there on a 10 you're uh you're gonna get up there but it's gonna take you know it's gonna take you probably movement and action next turn if you don't beat a 10 you're gonna start falling excellent (laughs) okay so you had a plus zero to this it is just straight up what's on the dice uh unless you have any spells that you would like to use but i think it's just gonna be the dice roll (laughs) can bards inspire themselves i don't think they can i wish they could i wish they could no (laughs) a six (laughs) okay okay on an at one this was going to be very bad for you. This was going to be very bad for you. You did not meet a 10. You get on this pipe and it is hot again, right? It looks like they've been repairing it and that is a surprise to you. Uh, your rabbit feet are not built for climbing. You get about halfway up to the the ceiling above you, the floor of the conservatory, and some combination of sweat and lack of coordination causes you to fall. Uh, these are 20-foot ceilings. Oh, I thought you meant I thought you meant June's leftover sweat for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, June's a grappling hook. She's fine. You're, you're going to fall 20 feet uh, back, to, back to the floor that you started on. Uh, you're going to take three points of falling damage. Uh, but you are no worse than when you started aside from the damage. Uh, that is going to be movement, action, and bonus for Mel. We are going to step out in front of the bathhouse. The clock has just fallen. And Isaac, you lay on the ground. I'm next? No. Oh, I was like, what the? Tease. <laughs> uh, you look so confused. I was like, why are you no, so confused? No, we're not till the end, baby. We can just chill for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was. Um... Yeah. The smoke spirit. Steps up to Ganbald, deferentially, awaiting instruction. Ganbald looks over the scene, looks at the fallen clock, and gestures the smoke spirit back inside. Movement, action, and bonus. It's on the elevator. We will see where that leads us for Mel and June. Uh, June, can I get a perception check off of you? There's a free action here. Sure. What do your squirrel eyes see? 12. <laughs> okay. What a 12. You are absorbed in this ledger so much so that as you rip the page out with Branvere and Dale you don't hear the tapestry ripping behind you and as you thud the ledger closed 
and turn. Over your shoulder, you see... Bird's claws ripping at the edges of the tapestry. And this amorphous mound of black feather starts heaving its way into the study. There's a beat where you freeze. There's no time to move or to react, not yet. But this hulking mass of limbs spidering over each other drags itself to the window on the far back. It's your turn. What do you do? It's covered in feathers. You can't tell if it's covered in feathers or if it just is feathers. Do I I understand like in relation to where I am, where the spot is, if I go there, I just stop existing. Is that like right outside that door of the door that leads to the hallway? <laughs> you don't know because again, here's what you do know. Ganbald took the warding on his study down when he ran back in, letting guard and Isaac in kind of coincidentally. He then put warding on the elevator, sealing off the floor. You don't know if the warding spell is up on the doors. You can make, we'll call it an arcana check, but you don't know without taking an action to figure that out. What you do know is that you haven't been seen by whatever this creature is. Okay. Um, is there anything... Is there a desk I can duck... Can I duck behind the table that the ledger is on? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're going to try to hide? I want to hide. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, go ahead and uh, go ahead and roll me stealth. Is that a seven or a one? That was a seven, so nine. Uh, I'm actually going to use my inspiration. Go for it. Do that. Uh, Do that right now. That's a good idea. <laughs> that's a very good idea. Okay, this is a 12. It's higher. Mm, that yeah. it is. That it is. This thing is going to get a plus zero to perception check, and we have to see if it beats a 12. Not a chance. That's a six on the die. <laughs> June, you <laughs> duck behind this desk, ledger clutched tight against you holding so incredibly still. That's action. Anything else from June? Can I use patient defense um, just as a bonus action? I'm just going to kind of hold tight for, for a minute. Keep me honest on that, but yeah, absolutely. You go ahead and burn uh, the bond and use patient defense. You tense... All of the right muscles ready to move out of the way if things go poorly. We jump back. Isaac. <laughs> Love that look. Mm -mm. Ganbald 
standing some eight, nine feet in height, leans down, grabs you by the collar of your silk robes, and heaves you to your feet. What in the hell is going on, ex-drummer? Uh, a lot of, lot of shenanigans, lot of, lot of fun times, lot of, lot of goofs. It's okay. Um, the the we're we're moving too slow. The world is literally falling apart up there. We we need to get this done faster. Get it done? Whatever do you mean? He looks up at the clock tower. You still think there's something you can do about that? Oh, goodness gracious, oh no. I... The best that we can hope for is to buy ourselves time. And as he says that, your robes still clenched in his fist. You hear. Glass shattering, raining down on the crowd as it begins to disperse, screaming, screeching, panicking, fleeing, as two bird's legs drag this hulking mass of feathers out from the study, and it begins to climb down the building. And Ganbald drops you. Oh no. Go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Free action. That's a nine. We are rolling so great today. Okay. Ganbald drops you and says, Give the berry back now. I'm going to deal with this. And then we're going to figure out what to do with all of you. Do I make myself clear? Isaac looks down at the elderberry. Yeah. So it's roughly the size of like a soccer ball, maybe a little smaller. And it has this like kind of blue, bright blue kind of sheen to it. It's got a very vibrant green kind of calyx at the top. Yeah, I mean, it's this big piece of fruit. Okay. Is, uh, I'm going to need my friend. Nope, nope, there's no negotiations happening over here. All right. As you agree, you see Ganbald shoot straight up into the air. And the shawl, the rope shawl that he wears starts to sort of levitate off of his body slightly and from the distance you hear him say sweetness please i'm sure whatever the situation is we can work it out we're getting the elderberry please and he is going to wave his hands and start trying to build additional rooms harissa yes you just saw all of that happen 
He is. You have a roughly tank-sized mass of feathers Akira-ing its way down the wall toward you right now. Oh, God. Oh, God. What do uh, you do? Is, is there any bystanders in the way? Oh, God, yes. There are... You. This is in the middle of the gecko parade. There are hundreds of innocents everywhere running into each other, trying to get out of the way. It's a... It, it's absolute chaos. I'm going to use um, Thaumaturgy uh, to basically make my voice as loud as possible. Okay. And just sort of yelling um, for them to just get, just, like, to get out of the way. Just like run, basically. Everybody go. Oof. That's very good. That's very good. That's very good. Uh, go ahead, go ahead and roll me. Uh, go ahead and roll me a persuasion check with advantage. <sighs> okay, good. I was gonna say I was like I'm not gonna be able to do that. Um, with my minus one. <gasps> Eighteen. Amazing. All right. Yay. <laughs> uh, we are gonna say. 80% of kind of the people who are here, everyone freezes for a second and listens to you. Uh, can you give us that line? What's that sound like? Everybody run now. And as you say that, you hear voices under yours, supporting yours. And they're a little familiar and they're a little scaly. And in this moment, you realize that the voice, the commanding, almost irritating voice of your mother, and the calming, reassuring voice of your grandmother echoes through your thaumaturgy. As 80% of the people here change direction, now realizing what's after them, and make their way into the streets of the city. You are now dealing with just a handful of people left that you need to get to safety. That was a very good roll. For movement, how much distance is there between the remaining people and her and Demoiselle? Uh, dozens of feet, because she's on the building, right? So she's still, still up. Ganbald is probably 30, 40 feet in the air right now. Uh, I think Harissa is going to look at Sphinx. Sphinx is going to you know, look back at her. Um, and just knowingly, like they both just know what they need to do. Sphinx is, despite everything in him, not wanting to do this, is going to tear off his dress. Um, and they're both going to run to in front of the remaining people to sort of just be, like, between them and Demoiselle if she comes down. Okay. Uh, I am going to give you uh, a, a, a difficult choice here. I'm going to give you a difficult choice. Oh, no. If you ruin that dress beyond reasonable oh, repair, no. Sphinx is going to have advantage on everything that he does for the rest of this fight. Oh. Oh. You're a monster. Okay. You're a monster. All right. All right. You're, you're despicable. You're, you're the evil levels. No, no bounds with you. I ran these guys right. a horror mystery one shot and Twisted, nothing was as dude. traumatic as Twisted. what Patrick just said. <laughs> Twisted. 
legit. He did say he liked to emotionally hurt us. So there we are. All right. Because Spinks desperately wants to be the hero. Yeah. Uh, he tried to be the hero in collecting the elderberry. That didn't work out the way he was hoping. Um, he is going to, Superman style, rip from the chest. Oh, God. And, you know, you have a little S underneath. The, like, on its Spinks. Um, <laughs> the S stands for Spinks. S for Spinks. <laughs> Rips it off. Um, tosses it to the side um, and then sort of just like runs full through. Uh, which makes it Isaac's turn. Isaac, you are back on your feet. You have the Elderwood Berry. Harissa closes in on you with Sphinx um, at your side. What do you do? Um, Isaac holds the Elderberry, looks up at the um, Eldridge Void whore that is this insane god and all the people screaming and shouting around him. He's like, all right, all right. And by all upset over this this little thing. Um, How far away is could he just launch this thing towards the Elder God? You want to throw the Elder Woodberry at Demoiselle as she's running down the building? Yeah. Dude, I love it. I love it. That's fucking incredible. Um, I'm going to beam it at her forehead. Stop. Go long. I, I, think, I think realistically, uh, just out of curiosity, what do you add to athletics? Plus five. Yeah, I think that on a DC 20, uh, you could get this up to where she is more or less. Okay. And because it's been forever, did I cast Bless last time we played? Or did uh, you did. You had Bless running on... Harissa, Sphinx, and I think yourself. Okay. So we'll go ahead and keep that running if you uh, still are maintaining yeah, concentration. Heck right. yeah. Cool. All right. Oh man, he's gonna he's gonna point to a gecko, say, "Go long," and he's gonna <laughs> toss it right at Dem. <laughs> <laughs> Gecko's like, "What?" Okay, go ahead and roll me that athletics check, please. That's a twenty-one without the bless. Let's roll the bless. Yeah, do you want to see if you can get up to a 25? Yes. That's a 25. Because <gasps> I got rolled a four. Oh he, my uh, god. He tosses it yes. and he notices that the angle's a little bit off. Fuck yeah. And he takes Dale's shield, tosses that at the ball at an angle that just pops it straight upside her forehead. Dude, that's Fuck. fucking sick. That's so good. That's awesome. <laughs> that's Isaac, so cool. you see from this massive feathers. You just chopped off. I need you to be. I need to be clear here. On a twenty-five, you needed to hit a twenty-five to like skip a phase of combat here. Oh shit! Wow. And you just you just did that. <gasps> yeah, on a twenty-five. On a twenty-five, the 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 elderwoodberry pops up off your shield, zooms up toward Demoiselle. One of the legs reaches out and grabs it, and the force is enough to tug this leg free what and you see a smaller bird yanked from the mass of feathers clutching the elder woodberry close and it begins to fall you know what isaac that's action from you do you have uh movement or bonus 
you see this that this bird is looks like it's going to start falling toward you. Oh, then I um, probably you can like, move out of the way. Oh, how big is the bird? Uh, medium-sized creature. Well, I mean, falling like plummeting or falling like yeah. Okay, well, I'm gonna uh, Isaac's not gonna move out the way. You try and catch. Them. You're gonna try to catch. Okay. Uh, okay, we'll go ahead and set that up. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll shout for everyone else to scram. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, guard, you see uh, this, you know, five, six foot tall bird-like creature plummeting down toward you. Demoiselle is fighting kind of just over your head because you were standing kind of on the steps to this building alongside Ganbald. You had stepped outside with him. You've been watching kind of from that perspective. Chaos all around you. As far as I'm aware, I don't think Guard understands any of what's happening currently. Uh, Guard, I think, is understanding that a scene is happening, but Guard was not privy to any part of the plan other than distract Gambald. So it's all going according to plan. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I see the smaller figure plummeting out of the chaos? Of course you do. Okay. Interrupt me if this doesn't work. Yeah. But I'm going to assume that I can do what I'm about to say. (laughs) I love it. Guard is going to see the figure plummeting, slam his hands into the ground, and vines are going to erupt out of the ground wrap around his arms, go up his shoulders and his back, and sprout into these large bramble wings <gasps> as I cast a jump on myself. And then oh. with a vroom of the wings, he's going to <laughs> launch himself as high straight so up as he can. Cool. And then I would like to start scaling the building, just like climbing up to try to prepare to jump and catch it midair. Okay, do you have anything that gives you a climb speed? I have a very strong athletics check. Okay, then we're just going to go ahead and make this an athletics check. Uh, I think it straightforwardly, it's going to be DC 10 uh, to to get up, uh, you know, about probably 15, 20 feet. And then uh, we'll call it a DC 15 to get up your full movement. Okay. That is a 22 on the first athletics check. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Your fingers just dig into the soft wood of this building as you scramble up 30 feet. No problem. <laughs> Terrifying visual. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and count that as your movement. Uh, was jump an action or a bonus action? Um, I believe that jump is an action to cast. So you can't properly ready an action, unfortunately. So if this thing passes you before your next turn, it's going to pass you. Okay. But it might not. We'll see. I'm going to ask uh, one of you, and we'll, we'll pass this around a little bit. Uh, who wants to roll me a d20 uh, on behalf of Ganbald, who is currently in the process of trying to quell Demoiselle? Oh. I'll do it. Y'all take it too long. I think, I, yeah, I was going to say, Craig right. should do it because he did the 25, and that was freaking badass. So oh, no, that means that, that means something. <laughs> I'm going to roll low, probably. <laughs> Get one. <laughs> That's a four. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ganbald, you see his clawed kind of winged hands starting to build out of jurative runes, circles and patterns traced in the air that spark and sizzle in a filigree pattern not distinct from what's on guard. And Demoiselle reaches out, 
grabs him by the throat and slams him into the building. Uh, Mel. <laughs> Round oh, two. Oh. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready for the shaft this round? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to work that shaft again, baby. There we go. Hot shaft. Hot shaft. <laughs> Multiple rounds with the shaft, you know. You got to be ready and, and stretch and limber up because you might fall over if, you, if the shaft is too much for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and say that on round two, this is a DC 5, 10, and 15, respectively. We're going to drop the DCs by five. Sure. All right. Get on up that shaft. 13. Okay. You are in the conservatory. Uh, you have, we're going to go ahead and say that was movement and action. You have your bonus action left. Uh, but you, all the while, have been hearing glass shatter, chaos out front, the penthouse hollowing out from the inside. What do you Yeah, do? Yeah. And hearing that, that's why he was continuing to rush up the shaft. So as soon as he gets in, he's going to frantically look around. Does Mel see June? You are not in, unless you have a way to use your bonus action to move, you are not yet, unfortunately, in the study. Uh, you are still in the conservatory. Right. Um, what do I see immediately in the conservatory? Anything, anything out of the ordinary? Because Mel would be pretty familiar with it. Yeah, that's a good question. Um... Go ahead and roll me a perception check. 22. Now we get the good ones. Ooh. Yeah, there it is. Um, you're looking around, and everything still seems to be in a bit of a state of disarray from the earlier kerfluffle, right? Like, things things were not great. Uh, you see the places in the glass that have been busted in by the snakes and some, you know, branches, twigs snapped off. There's, like, a monstera that's been fully flattened. It's a whole mess. <gasps> um, no. As you're looking around, your ear twitches pulling your whole attention toward the study, the elevator is running. Someone oh, is headed for the penthouse. The smoke spirit, because for fuck's sake, it's the smoke spirit, is going to be in between you and the study before your next round. Okay. I have already done my movement and my action. Yeah. Spellcasting is a full action, not a bonus action. Depends on the spell. Not that one. That's an action. <laughs> Am I able to make a quick hide action as a bonus action? Is that? Um, I think I'll go ahead and, yeah, I can give that to you as a bonus action just because you're alone, right? Like, okay. I think that this is not something that's going to take a lot of thought or time. So I'll go ahead and give you a hide action if you would like. Uh, go ahead and roll me a stealth check. Uh, you are going to be successfully hidden, but that'll be the DC for finding you. 19. Okay. Uh, where are you hiding? Uh, I'm going to hide... I'm going to prop up a bunch of the flattened monsteras and hide behind them. <laughs> Just Mel jamming stems back into the ground to build a little makeshift uh, fence. Uh, fantastic. Okay. Uh, that is Mel's turn. We move to the smoke spirit uh, who is going to step out of the elevator. And immediately takes stock of the situation. Smoke Spirit gets a plus zero to perception checks. Smoke Spirit needs to make a 19 or a 20 to hear Mel. It's a 13. Hey. Sneaky. June. 
Please remind me what your stealth was. Because I'm pretty sure it was a 12. Mine was 12. Okay. The smoke spirit straightens, looks to the conservatory, looks for the fireworks roost, looks back to the study, pulls the door open, and stares directly at June, who is hiding kind of perpendicular. Doing a sphinx. That is movement and action uh, from this thing. I'm going to go ahead. Last thing to do here is a free action, June. Uh, please go ahead and give me... I want the opposite of an intimidation roll. Uh, I want you, I want to, I want to, I want, I'm trying to figure out whether or not the smoke spirit thinks that you're like, I'm trying to figure out if the smoke spirit thinks that you're in danger or thinks that you're a threat. Can I, I may, I don't know if I should point this out or not. Sure. I'm holding the ledger. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you at disadvantage one way or another. Well, the, the torn piece is kind of <laughs> hidden, I think, but, okay, um, okay. Yeah, so go ahead and give me... We're going to say a persuasion check, and you are going to make this a disadvantage. Fair. Oh, damn. Well, that was an 18. It's not a bad first roll. And that's a three. That's a pretty bad second roll. Uh, plus zero to the insight check, though, so could roll a one or a two. That's a 15. Okay. The smoke spirit is locked on to you. Cool. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we are knocking this shit out the park. Oh, it's great. It's going yeah. real well. <laughs> Guard. Oh, hey. <laughs> I'm holding on to the side of the building. You're watching this bird holding the Elderwood Berry fall. And it does 10, 20, 30. 40, 50, 60 feet. If you're cool with it, I would use my reaction to let go from the wall. Okay. So that I start to fall with it. Yeah. And I just brace the impact of it, doing nothing to alleviate damage taking. Yeah, I think I think I think I think that's entirely reasonable because that's mechanically nothing. That's just stopping something. You see this bird plummet. And it is whipping past floor after floor. What do you do? As I see it getting close to where I am, yeah. As a reaction, I'm going to release from the wall. And with my bramble wings, kind of just foof a little bit. So I just get just a little poof of air sure. so that I catch it. I'm going to wrap my arms around it. And then I'm just going to free fall. I will brace to try to take as much of the damage as possible from the fall as we plummet down. Fantastic. I better move out the way because holy shit. <laughs> you grab this body. And as you fall. 10, 20, 50 feet. Your eyes focus and you realize it's Sherwood. What? Oh, shit. And he screams. 
I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Actually, fuck's sake, you're immune to this. I forgot that you were immune to this. You, you feel something in your mask tremble and twitch in a way that is reminiscent of that brief moment of oblivion that you felt in the study. And nothing happens. Uh, and you <laughs> slam into the ground. 5d6 falling damage. Give it to me, baby. I'm going to start throwing numbers at you. You add them up, okay? Two, nine, three. Okay, 14. How's Guard doing? I'm immortal. I'm fine. Guard <laughs> slams into the ground, taking 14 Jesus. damage. It's just a crater. Um, I am actually going to ask for dexterity saving throws uh, from Isaac, and uh, we'll say Sphinx. And Sphinx, Sphinx gets advantage on this, because Sphinx gets advantage on everything. That's a four. Okay. Uh, Isaac, you take three points of uh, bludgeoning damage as you get clipped by guard. Ah, my kimono. All right. Yeah, your kimono's definitely a little torn at the edge now. Oh, no. <sighs> okay, he got a 10. Uh, okay, Spinx takes no damage. It was a DC 10. Oh, my fucking Christ. Spinx dodges out of the way. Horace, ah, you are shit. already out of the way as <laughs> guard crashes into the ground. It'd be like a bus falling on someone. Anyone who's not too distracted by that experience sees <laughs> two more bird figures clamor out from the feathers Ew. and start to climb their way down the walls. It's two more of the Minehead boys. Guys. Uh, they are going to use movement action to get down building. June. The smoke spirit has seen you. Okay. What do you do? Uh, hi. I, I, um, I'm, I'm real sorry. I'm just, I was just, I was just leaving. Um, is that the noise that it's making? Yep. No? It sounds like coal rattling around in its throat. Oh. Love that for you. Um, listen, uh, something just came in here and it had a bunch of legs and I don't know if it was feathers or not, but like there, um, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna set this down right over here. And she's going to put the ledger on the table. Okay. And very slowly take steps away from it. Okay. Go ahead and roll me a persuasion check. You're going to roll this one flat. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, how much more groveling? I could do more. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we, I think we had enough groveling how, for the B-roll. How, how do I grovel more? How do I... <laughs> oh, shit. A three. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Sam, you have been rolling so well today. I'm absolute dog so shit. Proud it's great. Of you. It's so bad. <laughs> Taken after Isaac. Love it. Damn. Yeah. June, that's uh <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and say that that is uh action and a little bit of movement. You have some more movement. You could jump out a window. Can I look quickly out the window? So I, I will say that the there's a huge hole in the window. You can see that Demoiselle is kind of just on the other side you know, sort of wrestling with, with Ganball. You don't know what else is beyond that lip. Uh, 
There's also a huge hole in the tapestry in the far wall that leads into some dark space that you have not been into yet. Uh, those are the only two exits to this room that are not guarded by the smoke spirit. Okay. I mean, ideally, she does not want to jump out of a window, so she's going to take a step towards the the tapestry. You can just get there. Oh, cool. I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You get to uh, this tapestry. Are you climbing through? Yeah. 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 I'm going to hop through. I'm so glad you said that. Oh, no. <laughs> June. <laughs> you step into inky blackness and fall. You tumble through the void for what cannot be a real length of time. And as the blackness starts to dissolve around you and you see traces and shimmers of light, you realize that what you're falling through are leaves. And you... Slam into your dad's arms. No, you don't. <laughs> June. Sweetie, you gotta be careful. That tree's like 20 feet tall. And you are five, six years old, and have just fallen out of a tree for the first of many, many, many times. Um, I, I thought I had it this time. <laughs> I, I mean, your technique is great, but you're, you, you gotta, you gotta not, like, the, there are branches that won't support you. I know that you feel like you're not, like, that big, but you're getting pretty heavy, girl. Oh, that, uh, Mama can do it. <laughs> Why? And she's heavier than me. Uh, yeah, I, listen, don't get me wrong. She definitely is. She's been training for a long time, June. You'll be able to do it someday. I'm tra I've been training for a long time. I've been training. I've been training real hard, I know. Daddy. I know. When, when can I, when will I be able to, to do what you and Mama do? Ugh. You know, I'm going to have to ask your Uncle Isaac, but I think, uh, I was probably 20 before I stopped being completely incompetent. When will Uncle Isaac get to that point? <laughs> Disadvantage. Disadvantage for the rest of the session. <laughs> he belly laughs and sets you down and says, I honestly, I think it's probably out of his kin. I think it's a little beyond him. I, when I grow up, I am, I'm going to be, I'm going to be able to jump tree to tree and, and I'm going to be able to fight and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to run this, this whole town just, just like you, daddy. That's your kiddo. I'm going to take care of everyone. Well, you got to learn how to take care of yourself first. All right. Now look here, look here, look here. 
Look here. When you're picking a tree, you want to focus on one. And has a little age on it. Gives you more stable branches. Mm. Like that one over there. Now, you go run up that tree. See if you can feel the difference in the branches, all right? Okay. And you scamper off to one of the trees and climb it effortlessly. Five years old, and you are a squirrel. And you get up to one of the tallest branches that you can physically reach. And you scamper out to the end. And you look down and see your father's grave in the shade of this old oak. And we cut. Patrick, are you trying to traumatize Sam? <laughs> Look at this poor girl. I know no one can I'm see glad. her. My goodness. You're yeah, fighting my... a god of death. What You're is wrong with you, Patrick? What is wrong with Jesus. you? What is actually wrong? Like, she is there climbed wrong into with you? <laughs> the lair, the nest of the god of death. What? Like, is Listen. everything okay? Absolutely okay? not. Is everything okay? No circumstances. I, absolutely not. <laughs> are you fine? I really, I really love having my mic up this high now because I could just hide behind it. Yeah, <laughs> so literally every time I'm like, yeah, it's helpful for that. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Okay. Uh, we pick back up. Oh, whew. We pick, uh, we pick back up. I need somebody else to roll me that d20 again, please. Uh, Sam can do that this time. Yeah, You've been through it. enough. Go ahead and yeah. roll that. She earned it with that fucking flashback. Let me take the inspiration of my dead father. Jeez. Hold on. It's a 17. Yeah. Hell of a roll. Hell of a roll. Ganbald manages to pry Demoiselle's claw off of him and sort of pushes himself off uh, from the bathhouse, kind of tumbles through the air and is in, is falling, but we'll see whether or not he hits the ground. Um, and Demoiselle forgets that he exists and begins climbing down the side of the building once again, and she makes it. You see her descend into the small and thinning crowd of the handful of people that are left, and everywhere her legs, feathers, beak, graze. They fall dead, husked, dry, and removed from the cycle of rebirth. Uh... How many? How many has she done this to? Uh, June, go ahead and roll me a. Uh, we'll say. <sighs> go ahead and roll me a d20. Oh my god. Are any of these folks uh, ten feet from me? Uh. Yeah. How close? Because we were in front of them. Mm, That's a two. Yes. Uh. But we'll. Uh. Yes. So you were in front of most of them. I'm gonna go ahead and say two of them. No. So you see two of them. Uh. That just sort of split from the pack. Get in her way and just instantly fall dead. She is very clearly headed for guard. Harissa, it is your turn. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so basically, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I am out of the way, obviously. And in the in, so I'm going to move out of her path if I am in her path. Um, and I'm going to kind of like herd people in the process, right? So I'm just going to get them out of the way. Um, 
if that can be counted in movement. What I want to do... Is the the elderberry visible? Like, is it like... No. Or is it hidden amongst... The, the elderwood I- berry is is sort of nestled into Sherwood's feathered chest, which is, okay. Sherwood in turn is nestled into Guard's ceramic chest in a crater. So the elderwood berry is kind of like not really accessible from a We're distance. like a Russian doll. No. You're a right. Russian doll of <laughs> fucked is what it is. A Russian doll of fucked. All Dude, right. I have nothing but confidence. Um, what I'm going to do then, what I'm going to do... Yeah. Is... Because I think Harissa is aware that Mama Bird is after Baby Bird, right? Regardless of what's happening underneath. Um, she is going to, with her handy dandy rope that she keeps in her adventurer's backpack, <laughs> sure, gonna try and lasso Sherwood Bird um, and pull it off of guard. <sighs> okay, okay. Just so it's separated the two of them. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, first things fucking first. Give me a Sphinx's <laughs> persuasion check at advantage. Okay, great. Uh, what is his thing? Every point above 10 charisma. is another oh, person that gets out of the way. One. All right, he's got a minus one to charisma, so let's just bear that in mind. Sphinx like the best crossing guard in all the realms. Sphinx is also blessed. He is blessed. Okay, so it's got 15 is his highest... Okay, I'll do bless as well, just in case. We've yeah. got 15 so far. Okay. Get a juicy four. Yeah, juicy four. So he's got 19 people. All right, so that's nine people out of the way. There are fewer than 10 people uh, remaining, kind of still trying to figure out how to get out of this Come situation. Come on, go, go, move, move. Get out of the way. Sure. Can't you see this giant bird? Ah, listen. All right, we're going. Um, like, <laughs> with his, like, frill, like, get, go. <laughs> Just, just like an umbrella that you like are 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 popping up to like nudge people away. Just, just scare birds away. Like psh, 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 psh. that's that's extraordinary. Uh, then I am gonna ask you for a weird fucking roll because you're doing a weird fucking thing. Are you proficient in athletics? Uh, yes. Okay, you're gonna add proficiency bonus and dexterity bonus for a dex-based athletics check. You are grappling Sherwood uh, with a rope. <laughs> Okay, so I get a plus five to this aesthetics. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say the issue is is that there's a lot in the way. So I'm not going to make this contested. I am going to make this a DC. And I'm going to say that this is a DC 20. You add five to the roll and you have a D4 for bless. You have to roll a 15 to an 11, depending on your bless roll. All right, no pressure, guys. You're fine. Nail it. Out the park. What I tell you. Okay. I rolled a seven. <laughs> well, hold on. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. If you hit a four on the bless, you could get this. Uh, Just roll a four. I got a fucking one. <laughs> uh, uh, guard, you feel Shit. this rope uh, land kind of around your arm and just like pull, pull at you. Uh, I can't even pull guard out of the way because it's too heavy. Yeah, no, you oh. definitely can't pull guard. Okay, in that case, I'm going to but you have you have the rope anchored to guard if that's useful for okay, you. Okay, that, that, that could be helpful. Um, I might shout at Craig to like help me pull him out of the way. You're gonna shout at whom? Uh, sorry, I'm gonna there's shout little, at Isaac. There's, there's a little uh, there's a little penguin guy, Craig. He's just <laughs> waddling over there. Craig, <laughs> what <laughs> me? <laughs> what do I, what do, I do? You in the crowd? Come oh God, <laughs> lady, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Craig the Penguin is actually Mickey Mouse. Oh, no. I love it. Um, oh, no. Sorry, I got too excited. Um, I'm, I'm panicking, Patrick. I'm panicking. Um, <laughs> I'm going to lose my job. Oh, no. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> uh, British um, Mickey Mouse's <laughs> nightmare fuel. What the hell? Oh, incredible. Uh, uh, you're going to ask Isaac to do what? Because Isaac's uh, up next. Um, as uh, Harissa realizes she has yeah. guard instead of her intended target, she is going to shout at Isaac to help her pull him out of the way. Isaac, help me move guard quickly. She's going to yanking with all her might on the on the rope okay uh you have him grappled you have him lassoed uh that is movement action and bonus from you uh, bonus being sphinx um so we're gonna go ahead and jump to isaac uh isaac you have just been asked to help move guard um i will certainly let you uh use part of your movement to help get guard up if that's what you want to do but you have movement ac- action and bonus. What's uh, what's on deck? You said two of the little guys were near us, or they just got down? Uh, they are climbing the building. Demoiselle is down now. Okay, they're still okay. Um, Isaac will turn and look at uh, guard. Yeah, right. guard barely looking over his shoulder to you is going to say, "We need to get Sherwood out of here." Uh, with that. He um, helps guard up. Um, and then I want to do either ensnaring strike or thunderous smite to like back Demoiselle up. Um, to just give guard even more time as she's like squid monstering her way towards us, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. I wanted to throw the shield and the shield do it, but it's usually a melee attack. Here is the situation. Demoiselle is an elder god. You remember how easily she sloughed off your channel divinity and then willingly failed the save. Mm -hmm. Without even needing to make a check, you get the sense that she cannot even be targeted by spells that she is not willingly targeted by. Okay. Is there anything around that I could knock a cr- down or something to slow her down or something? Absolutely. Like yeah. There are lampposts. There are pillars in front of the, the bathhouse. Uh, you could knock over some trees that I'm sure are in the way. The not cobbled, the, the path is sort of brick lane and cobbled. Uh, you could potentially disrupt some of that space. Um, lots of stuff that you could do to the environment around her, but you, you definitely get the sense that you can't directly target her basically at all. All right, so I think that since Isaac's been focusing mostly, let's just break some shit. Um, the the pillars to the bathhouse, I want to drop those like in front of her to make it more difficult for her to get to guard, assumingly with that thunderous smite. Uh, okay, you're gonna t- you're gonna knock some of the pillars down, uh, and you're gonna use thunderous smite. Uh, I love the idea of using this on your shield and like. I'm gonna let you do it on this one because you're throwing it at a fucking beam and it's fine. Um, what does it look like when your shield connects with this uh, with this beam? 
Um, it's it's sort of like if you guys have ever been in those flat rural areas and you see like the lightning striking in the distance like miles away and then you hear that cacophonous just thunderous boom that echoes through the entire area as the shield just tosses it and it hits the pillar at first and you don't hear anything and then you see the crack and then you just hear (laughs) as the pillar just start tumbling down explodes blowing shrapnel out in all directions uh and this pillar comes down knocking another one into its path and slamming down in front of demoiselle uh i will take that into account as difficult terrain as she continues moving forward okay uh that is going to be isaac's turn guard uh you are on your feet what do you do you still have Sherwood in, in a uh, in a grapple. Do I know that Sherwood uh, has the has the berry on him? Yeah, you saw Sherwood grab it out of midair. Okay, I am going to take the berry from Sherwood. Okay, I'm going to toss Sherwood to the side. Oh, ideally so that he lands against one of the more fluffy creature people, or, sure. or you know, a barrel of pillows or something. Sure. Guard is going to rage as his filigree f- starts to light up and little bits of vines and ivy start to sprout out from the ceramic plates of his armor. And his eyes kind of flicker with light. And Guard is going to start to move towards Demoiselle. If Harissa or Isaac try to pull him back, I will happily make an athletics check to not be pulled back. That's up to Harissa. Harissa is the one who's got you grappled. I think she would be I mean, to be fair, <laughs> she wouldn't be able to stop him anyway. <laughs> so she'd just be kind of getting pulled along on this rope as he's just walking unaffected. Um, <laughs> uh, I think she would be reluctant to let go and she'd be like God, what, what are you doing? God! And she's like trying I think probably to convince him to not do that all right guard is going to turn back to harissa this is not how we fight a storm and then guard is going to use his full movement to walk towards demoiselle okay uh he is going to take the berry and he is going to put it on the ground in front of him okay he is going to kneel put his arms on the ground and bow his head to her Um, And he is going to say, I know who is responsible for this. Man, oh, Manischewitz, what a wild session this has been so far. Good thing we're taking a break with good old me, Cinder. Hi, how are you? I got some news for you, friendos. Welcome to the mid-roll. We got Patreon updates we got fully formatted pdfs of some wonderful homebrew from our game's world of astilla subclasses monsters even magic items even some magic items submitted by patrons you better believe it friendo but that's not all we have updates to all of our patreon tiers as well moss advocates can now name an npc that will be used in the game once per month like theodosius andrew quartermain esquire the third 
brought to us by the Elderberry. Gecko Guardians can now submit homebrew items once a month that could be used in-game, as well as give as many NPC ideas as they want. Would you like to flood our Dungeon Master with ridiculous NPC names that he will feel obligated to put into the story? Well then this is the tier for you. And our Wields Wardens as well as our Rally Defenders can send in as many item ideas and NPC ideas as they would like, as you might like. We've got about three or four sessions left in this arc, so now is the perfect time to join up and get one of your magic item ideas introduced into the game. Don't forget, joining the Patreon will also get you some fancy Rally stickers, access to the original Rally soundtrack, and some unique short stories that take place in our wonderful game world. Joining the Patreon is a great way to help out, get some awesome rally stuff, and show your love for the podcast. Speaking of podcasts, let me tell you about MCU and me. Our very own Sayer is a Marvel superfan, and he hosts the podcast MCU and me with his partner Kaylee, where together they watch through the MCU in release order for Kaylee's first time. Her fresh eyes and takes matched with his nerdy obsession offers a unique look at how these films come across and what resonates to who. To whom? One of those. Anyway, Sayer also breaks down the musical scores of each film, because, you know, he always has that composer brain working overtime. Find it anywhere you get your podcasts. New episodes every month. And since I'm the one that has to record this mid-roll, I'm just going to give a shout-out to my nephew, Sylvan. Hi, Sylvan. He's only about one and a half, so it might be 10 to 15 years before he ever listens to this podcast. But my God, will this be a weird moment for him if that ever happens. Okay, back to the show. Guard. I'm ready. You set this Elderwood Berry down and say that you know who's responsible and you feel your filigree thrum with light and energy a pale blue this time as you cast contact other plane and instantly appear back in that same meadow you stand there alone for a moment Still on one knee, the Elderwood Berry gone. And from behind the tree, you see a crane. A demoiselle crane. Dressed in fine silks with a straight collar. She's wearing understated jewelry and has an air of unshakable resolve as she steps up and says a guardian how interesting where I come from where the elder woodberries grow there is a force It is not unlike yourself. It is old, and it is powerful. 
and it has an agenda. They call this force an Emperor and it has used its power to shift the focus of the people of your lands so that they must take the elderwood trees that grow your berries or they will be destroyed. For a long time, and perhaps even still now, I existed under the influence of this Emperor Its power is still clinging to parts of me. You could glimpse it through me. So long as the Emperor and its power exists, this issue will continue. I see. I would like to see what you wish to show me. Your memories, perhaps? How? She waves a wing. Two stumps grow from sprouts into trunks die and are petrified into stools. If you would care to join me, we can peruse your memories, perhaps over a cup of tea. I do not have a mouth, but I will sit with you. I want you to understand what's being offered here. Okay. Every round that you stay in this space we will explore one of your memories in the hopes of uncovering something meaningful. You will be incapacitated and unable to participate in the fight for that time. You can leave at any point, but you have no idea if you'll be able to communicate with her again if you leave. Understood. Guard will walk over to one of those stools and (laughs) sit on down. All right. Uh, That is the end of Guard's turn. Holy shit, let's go. (laughs) I would have been so mad if you turned it down, so I'm so glad. (laughs) Demoiselle grinds to a momentary halt, and everyone who is outside with her sees three giant, spectral, black, oozing weasels climb from her feathers slink onto the ground and position themselves toward everyone who's not guard. As Demoiselle sits crouched, her gnarled and scarred beak pressed against the bridge of guard's mask. Uh, And these beasts are going to make some fucking attacks because this is combat. They are going to rush... I think Harissa's probably the slightly closer of the two between Harissa and Isaac. Yes? I imagine so, being dragged along with guard. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay. Uh, Harissa uh, yeah. does a 10 hit. No. Okay, that one misses. Uh, does a... Oh, that's going to hit. Does a 22 hit? Captain Shield. Uh, which imposes disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so that is a that is a ten. Does a ten hit? No. Okay. Oh, thank God. 
Thank you, Cray. You gotta do all oh, the damage, Isaac. bud. I'm all out of spell slots. <laughs> oh, oh, Does a 19 hit? Oof. Yes. All three of them descend on you. One of them manages to get a bite in. It does four points of piercing damage. Okay, I can take four. That's fine. And we jump back up to the top of initiative order. Mel, it is finally oh. your turn. <laughs> uh, Mel, what do you do? All right. Hiding behind the propped up monsteras. Mel heard June talking to the smoke spirit, correct? Oh, yeah. What was the last thing Mel heard when June stopped talking? Obviously, he can't see June, but what did he hear that made her stop talking? Uh, You would have heard the door open, some growling, and then June just kind of talking. I mean, I think you probably would have picked up most of the words, but June just talking until her voice drifted as she was stammering to get away right like she was just talking at silence effectively okay is the smoke spirit still in the doorway to the study yes okay mel is going to just hold for a couple seconds and look at what the smoke spirit is doing because he's heard june stammering and then stop talking so he doesn't know what's happening you get the idea that the smoke spirit is going to like lunge, right? Like the smoke spirit is hunched, kind of roiling. The smoke is churning kind of up around the shoulders. Uh, there's this sort of low growl. Again, that like coal rumbling sound that you can pick up every now and again. Uh, there, you, you are at the precipice of action. All right. Fearing for June's safety. Mel is going to grab one of the stalks of broken Monstera and <laughs> saunter out into the middle of the room and say, My friend! <laughs> Ganbald sent me up here. There is some kind of disturbance. It's good to see you here. What's happening, my friend? You're creating a distraction and you're doing a very good job of that. I want to remind you of the fact that you are not supposed to be here. And I want to remind you of the fact that the smoke spirit has determined independently of Ganbald that you are not to be trusted. I would not know that. You did see that the smoke spirit did not bow to you. Mm, okay. So you would you would know that. This is reasonable. This is a reasonable course of action. I'm basically asking, do you want to have the dodge action taken? Do, are, like, are you doing anything to prepare yourself for the potential danger that you're putting yourself in? Yeah, he's, his big old rabbit feet are like brimming with adrenaline, ready to hop out of the way. All right. Fantastic. Uh, the smoke spirit spins. Was not expecting you, so I'm going to give him disadvantage on this attack. Uh, well, you, ha you have the dodge action, so there is necessarily disadvantage on this attack. They are going to lunge. Uh, at you with a plus 10 to hit. Fantastic. Okay. That's a three. Does a 13 hit? 15 is the armor class. Ooh. The smoke spirit lunges at you. You boom, hop straight up in the air and just bugs bunny the shit out of this situation. The smoke spirit goes tumbling underneath you, rolling toward the conservatory. Uh, you land 
spin around. You don't lose it for a second. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say you've used half your movement and your action. You have half your movement and a bonus left. All right. Is the smoke spirit in the green room? Or the... Uh, we'll say in the doorway to the conservatory. Conservatory. How far away is the smoke spirit from me? Uh, it'll take the rest of your movement to get to the smoke spirit. Okay. Mel's going to rush towards the smoke spirit and push it into the conservatory. Attempt to. Fantastic. Go ahead and give me a shove. Just to see how well this works. Uh, so what do I roll? Athletics. Ooh, 13. Okay. You shove the smoke spirit forward, slam the door. Nothing's locked. Nothing's barricaded. But you've bought yourself a few seconds. Uh, and I intertwined the two of your turns because it goes directly after you in combat. And I thought that'd be more fun. Uh, so that is uh, the smoke spirit's turn as well. Uh, and we cut. Sherwood is going to roll to recharge something. That's a six. It recharges. Sick. Isaac. Sherwood stands up on bird legs, spreads his shoulders covered in these molting, ratty, coal-colored feathers, cracks his neck, turning his head toward you, and you see the mustache of your friend, that familiar weathered face. As he, in a look of inscrutable pain, lets out an agonized wail. I need a con save from you. Oh, great. Great, great, great. Do, 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 con save. I thought Sherwood was going to do something helpful. That's a natural 20 for a 23. Let's Ooh! fucking go! Incredible. Uh, you save against this whale ability. Uh... However, there are two more Minehead boys uh, that are going to clamor up toward you. Um, I think that they are going to follow Sherwood for the moment. Uh, so I need two more constitution saves from you. Okay. That is a 19. That saves. And another night. Oh, a, a natural 19 for a 22. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, you managed to save against all of these shrieks. They are unpleasant to hear, but you get the sense that the Minehead boys are in a fair amount of pain. Isaac's just thinking back to, as he sees his, basically his friends, thinking back to the times, late nights, drinking, them telling him the stories of their travels, him laughing along with them, and he's like trying to resist these shrieks. June, we jump back to you. Uh, can I please get a wisdom saving throw from you? Sure. D&D, what is this? Oh, god dang it. Well, 10. <laughs> uh, <Nope>. June. <laughs> the look on your face. You're so upset. Oh, the dogs are also upset. Yeah, they're like, roll better, mom. <laughs> <laughs> June, I 
I think that you are maybe four years old, five years old, and you are out in the woods on a walk with your mother, Katarin. And for the first time that you can sort of understand, if not the first time in your life, you see the body of a little wolverine, a cub that didn't make it through a cold snap, laying kind of up against a, a rock. Maybe this was its den. And this is the first time that, that, that June, you've ever been able to process death as a thing that can happen, as a, as a state of being. And I'm curious how June feels in this moment. As a four-year-old? Hmm. Um, she's probably... like formulating this idea of like like forever sleep like trying to this she knows that this cub is is forever asleep do you say anything to katarin as you process that mama do they will it dream is it dreaming right now you know, I, uh, I don't know, sweetie. I don't think, I don't think anybody really knows what happens when you, when you go. Do you think it's, should we make it comfortable? Should we give it a bed? So, it's not so cold. I think that'd be very nice, sweetheart, and... Tell you what, if we dig it a little hole, give it a little dirt, the forest will take care of it, and it'll help the trees grow. Like keep it safe? We'll be safe. Exactly. All right. Let's. I want. I want to. I want to dig it a hole. All right, sweetheart. The two of you set to digging. Uh, could I get a perception check from Baby June? Nat 20 for 23. <laughs> oh, 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 fuck There sake. it is. June, you see a crane standing on a branch, watching with what your young mind perceives to be curiosity, interest, and approval. Mama, um, if we, if we say something, uh, will, will it hear it? Will, in its dream, will it hear what we say? Or should we say something? And before you can recall your mother's response, your hand hits a platform 
and you realize that you are still in this absolute hallucinatory darkness. But you have a hold of something. You've stopped your fall, and you can start to climb. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll do, I'll do that. I'll I'll try to try to climb. Try to pull myself up. All right, and that is going to be the end of your turn. <laughs> can I get someone to please roll me a d twenty for Ganbald? I'll do it this time. Yeah, yeah. You well. actually probably want low here if you don't want to interrupt guards' experience. Oh lord. It was on the corner of the screen, about to be an at 20. It's an 8. Oh, no! <laughs> an 8. Let's go. Ganbald lands behind Demoiselle, his hands glowing with this eerie, luminous, green warding magic. And he pushes them forward as if to will the spell into her and one of her legs just kicks back and hits him square in the chest and he goes flying like he was hit by a donkey in a Marx Brothers film. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Harissa. Yes. You're being attacked by shadow beasts. What I do you am. do? <laughs> you can't win uh, with these things. <laughs> no, no. Sphinx is gonna um, run and bite the rope free from guard mm -hmm. because there is the other end um, and attempt to encircle them and like tie them up with the rope tie you know, like run around them tie who up with the rope the the um, weasels oh so you're freeing the rope from guard and using it to like shoop, yeah that's an object interaction from Spinks and then and then an action from Spinks um, that'll be all I can do really but um Yes. Yes. If you take your entire turn to do this, I will. I will let you do this. Um, yes. Yes. Because I can't do anything this close range. So please give me an athletics check from <laughs> Sphinx. Uh, Sphinx is making this an advantage for all the good it'll do him. Oh, both seventeen. So a dirty twenty um, for Mister Sphinx. Amazing. Oh. Uh, okay, a dirty twenty. Uh, these shadow beasts are going to make. A group acrobatics check. Uh, that means that two of the three of them need to get higher than a 20. Each of them adds a plus two to the roll. Well, that's a natural one. Yay. Come on, Sphinx. That's a natural 20. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's the back to flat. <laughs> it all comes down to this third one, baby. Dude, the fucking roller coaster. <laughs> this is a roller coaster that we're on. That is an 11 plus 2 for a 13. That is a group failure. You have Thank now God. grappled all of these yes. shadow beasts. Uh, they will not yeah. be able to move away from you for all the good that it's doing. That's fine. Um, do I, can I step back any, or is that it? I can't move. Uh, I will say that that was action and bonus uh, and all of Sphinx's movement, but you can go ahead and, and take your movement if you want. Yes, Harris is going to pull back um, and... I'll say one of them will get an opportunity attack okay. on you if you are Fair. willing to take it. Yeah, I'll have to, because I can't do anything at this range. Okay. Nothing good, anyway. <laughs> okay, uh, that is a 16 to hit. Does it hit? Yes. Okay. That is going to be eight points of piercing damage. So one of them bites you on your way out. We move to Isaac. Isaac, you are 
squaring off against these three minehead boys, Sherwood and two of his men, perverted and wrecked by Demoiselle's magic. What do you do? Uh, thinking back to what Guard just said, um, saying we, uh, he's going to um, place his shield in front of him. Okay. I'm not going to fight y'all. Yeah, obviously there's something wrong. <laughs> and for the first time in his life, Isaac is going to try and be empathetic and cast uh, Divine Sense as a way to figure out what is happening. Okay, what does Divine Sense do? <laughs> it's the, the basic term of it. As an action, you detect good and evil until the end of your turn. You sense things within 60 feet. But it, I'm using it as like kind of a insight check as to... I'll, I'll go ahead and give you... Uh, if you burn... That's a channel divinity, right? It's not channel divinity. It's just a divine sense. I get three of them every long rest. Okay, great. If you burn a divine sense, I'll give you advantage on an insight check. Okay. And this will be a staggered DC, so you'll get something out of pretty much anything above a 10. Okay, I got a 15. Okay. Uh, on a 15, you can tell immediately by the looks on their faces that while these may have been your friends, and with any luck might be your friends again soon, there's something missing behind the eyes. And they are lashing out in pain and you see that they want more than anything they seem almost drawn more than anything to you and harissa they seem to largely ignore guard and they don't seem to even recognize that there are other beings here on a 15 you get the sense that they are drawn to the living um with that knowledge that was my action um, with movement, he's going to go back to back with Harissa. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give uh, one of these an opportunity attack. Yep. That is going to be a, an 18. 18 is my, uh, yep, AC. Meets it, beats it. You take five points of slashing damage as this Got thing it. claws at you as you walk away. All right, is that your turn? Yes. Wonderful. Guard, you sit with Demoiselle and watch her brew a cup of loose-leaf tea and take a long sip before she reaches out and just gently runs a feather along your forehead. I need you to roll me d20 plus wisdom. I rolled a 19. I have a plus one to my wisdom, so I have a 20. Okay. So there were three there were three breakpoints here. There was a 25, which I don't even think you can get. I wouldn't been possible. Highest I could roll is a 22. Okay. There was a there was a 20 and then there was a uh, 15. You rolled a 20. You turn off. And you come to in a body that is not yours. You are standing in what feels heavy, almost immobile. It, it feels like you are encased in stone. And as you kind of get your bearings, you realize that you are encased in stone. You 
Look at your arms. Shift one up. It moves inches. But can be rotated to lock into a very specific and curious position. Sort of hand outstretched, finger wrapped around nothing. This is a very limited body. But perceptive, you can feel everything that's happening beneath you. Sand. A lizard. (sighs) Skittering through it. Maybe a mile away. But to you, it just feels visible. And you shift slightly. Turn your head what little you can. And see a man walk up to you. Good evening, my friend. I'm afraid we have use for the sentinels. Will you protect us and offer your help to your humble servants in this time of need? And he drops to one knee. Name thyself. End thy need. My name is Haris Azerun. My family, my tribe, is in need of protection. One of ours was indiscreet and betrayed the location of our home. We are afraid that we will not be able to move again. Your request is acceptable. He hangs his head, draws to his feet, hands you a crossbow. The heads of the bolts are these intricately carved adamantine filigree almost basket woven together so that they're hollow on the inside and you feel it slot into this stone hand perfectly and he gives you a little salute and says we will have everything ready for your approach by dusk if you will excuse me I will ask the same of the others and I will stand silently and you snap back to the meadow. Oh my. That wasn't your memory, was it? I'm not exactly sure how memory works, but that is not something that I have seen before, no. Was that what you wanted to show me? No. All right, well, we'll try again, won't we? Um, yeah, some shadow beasts are gonna attack Harissa or try to anyway. Um, Come on, man. Oh boy. I think I'm gonna. Just when I'd found <sighs> out my past, I die. We just think... want to talk. <laughs> actually, you know what? You know what would be more fun? You know, what would be more fun and, and actually less, uh, less stressful on them if they all attack Sphinx instead. No! <gasps> <gasps> does a 16 hit Sphinx? Yes. Uh, a 9 does not. No. And a 14 does not, so only one attack hits. Okay, um, 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 Captain Shield. Uh, imposing disadvantage. Okay, we're gonna roll one more time. The dress! 
Nope, that's a flat. That's a flat twenty-three. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, so that's going to be seven piercing damage to Spinks <laughs> as one of these things <sighs> bites him, and uh, that is that is all three of the shadow beasts. Though they can't fucking go anywhere. Uh, Mel, <laughs> Mel, it's your turn. You have a you have a smoke spirit trapped in a greenhouse. <laughs> Jesus. All right. If Mel quickly whips around and looks into the study, June's gone. Correct. <laughs> just fucking gone <laughs> mel's gonna run into the study okay and have a quick look around because this is confusing he's worried about june yeah 100 percent. you see a big hole in the tapestry you see the glass blown out of the back window june is not through the glass and you can't see into the hole in the tapestry it's just black he's gonna walk up to the hole in the tapestry and say hello please Please follow through with this impulse. <laughs> oh, uh, no one responds. Can he hear any noise coming from the smoke spirit? Yeah, it's it's getting up. You can hear the door rattling a little bit. Elevator's not an option. Can't go through either direction. Don't like the looks of an open window. <laughs> Nobody wants to jump out a window. <laughs> <laughs> Quick cursory look. Is there anything like rope in the room? Anything like that? Uh, give me a quick free investigation check. Not one. <laughs> oh, oh fuck's sake. Um, yes. Yes, there is. And it's probably very trustworthy. There is, there is very specifically the sash that's attached to the curtain that covers the small bed in the corner that Ganbald occasionally sleeps in. Great. He's thinking very quickly. He's going to grab that, and he's going to jump into the hole. Wonderful. Mel, it is the middle of the night. And you feel a tap at your shoulder, and you kind of wake up. It's Branvir. He has his plate on, his helmet on, and is sheathing his sword. Uh, he, uh, he says, get up, Mel, get up. Come on. We got business. Wait, what, what, what time is it? The fuck knows. 2 a.m., 3 a.m., doesn't matter. Lord Gov got a job. Get up. This, I'm sorry, was, was this on my schedule and I just missed it, or is this? I, he physically grabs you by the shoulders, picks you up, sets you down on your feet, and starts pulling off, like, your outer robe and, you know shoving plate mail into your hands yeah all right all right i can do it myself just give me a second you, you come in here i'm not prepared for this just hold on a minute i listen buddy i get it i understand we have a job to do all right i'm, I'm gonna do the job you gotta give me a second to, to do it properly though yeah i mean hurry up we gotta go before he wakes up before for who wakes up we're arresting anthony Okay, I'm sorry. You're going to need to walk me through this a little bit more than that because that, you just said a, a big old thing right there. Lord Gov says that he is treasonous to the needs of Agravar, and we're to throw him in jail. And what the Lord Gov says goes, so put on your armor. Mel's going to continue putting on his armor, but he's he's going to be looking really confused and keeps starting to say things but just stops himself because he's so confused we cut 
and we see glimpses of the immediate aftermath. Commander Nasir Antony in shackles, being led in the middle of the night to the throne room of the Lord Governor. We see Katarin Snowthorn reading off a list of grievances, one at a time, culminating in loyalty to the Empressar. We cut to Antony behind bars. Mel, how do you feel about this? This is a big shift in what he perceived as the power dynamic in Agravar and where he thought he was told his loyalties should lie. So, like Branvir said, he's following his command, but he's pretty conflicted about this. Commander Nasir Antony was your commander for years. He was the man in charge when the old Lord Governor died. And he has been the head of the Agra Warden since before your time. Sure, he's loyal to the Empressar. It's a little odd to not be. The Empressar is why Agravar was allowed to exist in the first place, able to collect the lands that it had collected, acquire the farmland that it needed, tear down the wields that it needed to. Why wouldn't you be loyal to the Empressar? And what happens when that's a crime? But Branvir doesn't see it that way. Branvir follows orders. And quite frankly, you get the sense that Branvir doesn't dislike this new political direction. You're standing guard over Commander Antony. You and Branvir. And you've just come on. You relieve the prior guards from their duty and you're having kind of a casual conversation with Branvir, and he steers it in a direction, and uh, he says, "You want to watch the uh, prisoner have a have a chicken fit?" I'm I'm sorry. A what? Chicken fit? You know, freak out. Yeah. I, is this fun for you, Branvir? Well, I mean, in general, it's pretty dry, but I just got some. I just got some very interesting news that is not going to sit well with his high and mighty. Is it important for him to know? Eh. What's important anyway? Come on. Yeah, well, I'm, it's going to be a long night, I guess. Yep. Oi! Fuck face! Up and at him! We know something you don't know. Commander Antony looks up, growls, but otherwise ignores you. We're going to war! Lord Gov says it's time to rebel against the Empressar. Ain't that a hoot? And Mel, this is the first you're hearing of it. What do you do? Mel's going to immediately walk over to Branvir and sort of push him out of sight of the bars up against the wall to the side and just sort of not push him aggressively, but push him like, can we have a private moment for a second? What the hell, man? Yeah, yeah sure. What? I thought you would have been excited. This is going to be great for us. I, I don't know what part of a war you think is going to be great. I mean... What do you mean what part of a war is going to be great? We're soldiers. It's what we do. No more terrorizing peasants. We're going to get to go take the fight to the actual people in charge. 
I don't know, I guess just when when I signed up, I I didn't actually think that it was going to go this far, you know? Nowhere else for it to go. We want the right to self-determination. We want the right to be able to kill the people that need to be killed and not just the people the Empressar wants killed. We're going to have to fight back. Yeah, well, I, I guess so. This is just a lot to wrap my head around right now. I First, Antony behind bars. Now we're going to war? I, I, this is one hell of a night. Listen, you need to talk it out. You can go talk to the Lord Gov. I could watch this simpleton. You sure? I mean, I... He's I behind bars. What the fuck's he gonna do? Buzz, it's me we're talking about. Honestly, the man's ancient. I could probably take him. No, yeah, I know. You You can handle yourself pretty well. I know that. Yeah, yeah I, I need to get a, a better... I need to get a better handle on this. I, yeah, all right. If, if you can hold this for like... 20 minutes, half an hour, I'll be right back. (laughs) No problem, buddy. You gotta get your head straight on this. We're on the right side of this, man. Yeah, maybe if I can just get some more context. He slaps you on the back. Alright. Okay, I'll see you soon. And we cut to your return. The door to the cell blown open. Empty. Branvir. Or what's left of him lying on the ground. Blood red vines up and out of his mouth, pooling into black blood on the floor. Mel rushes over and just tries to wake him. And that's where we end the turn. All right, Sherwood. Recharges. Minehead Boy 1 does not. Minehead Boy 2 recharges. Uh, I need constitution saving throws from uh, Harissa and Isaac. Uh, A whole 7. It's a 19. Isaac, you're fine. Uh, But I need another one from you. Uh, 14. Great. Harissa, you hear shrieking as Sherwood just belts out another anguished wail uh, and you fall unconscious. What? Alright. Goddamn. You are asleep. Which (laughs) frees me up to do an extraordinary fucking thing. Uh, I am gonna say that because you moved away from these shadow beasts uh, and they are grappled, uh, you are... You said you were 30 feet away from them kind of generally. I'm going to say that you're 30 feet away from the furthest Shadow Beast. I'm going to say that you're 15 feet away uh, from the nearest because they're kind of in a line. Harissa? Yes, DM? How much HP do you have left? Lucky 13. No, sorry. Do I have none of that now? You lose 12 hit points and 12 hit points off your maximum. What? I know this has been happy lore fun time. These things will fuck you up if you're not careful. June. You hoist yourself up onto a platform and land, catching your breath and realizing that you are back in some kind of reality that you can at least fucking feel. And you are at uh, the hole where the clock was. 
Uh, so you can see now sort of the ambient light of uh, the mushroom sort of ceiling of this place uh, permeating this this hole. You can kind of see yourself dimly lit. Um, you uh, you have you've broken through the thrall of this place uh, and can leave out of this hole or try to jump back out through the tapestry. I, yeah, I was just going to ask, can I see anything like in the hole? It's a 19. Well, the first thing you notice is that you hear Mel jump in. So Mel's in here with you. Uh, the next thing that you, uh, the, the, the next thing that you notice, um, uh, I'm actually just going to ask you, like, what else are you looking for here? Um, like where exactly Mel is. And if I can't tell, then I'm going to shout out. You can't tell. Okay. Uh, Mel? Mel? Are you in the hole? Is this what you want to do with your turn? Because Mel is not going to get to respond until his turn. If it is, we could treat it as the help action on his wisdom save. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Okay, cool. Uh, that's movement and action. Uh, you've got more movement if you want it. If you want to get anywhere else, you've got that in bonus. Uh, I just want to be at like the ledge. Okay. Cool. That I crawled up. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Kind of peering over into that mm -hmm. infinite blackness. Great. Fantastic. I need another d20 for Gambald. Uh, this time at disadvantage because he got kicked away. Who wants to do it? Emily. I'll do it. My turn. All right, Harissa, please go ahead and roll me a d20 at disadvantage. Two nat 20s right here. The mechanic here is that if you roll a nat 20, he pushes Demoiselle back into the roost. Disadvantage 15. You got a 15? On a disadvantage, yeah. That's pretty good. I think Gambolt really sets good. himself up. Uh, on a 15, he does not succeed, but he is going to have advantage uh, the next time we come around to this. Uh, Harissa, uh, uh, you, you are unconscious. I'm asleep. Yeah, um, I just, I'm just going to chill. Uh, does Sphinx do anything? Because Sphinx can take actions that make sense for him, even when you're unconscious. All right. Uh, well, I think he would naturally and instinctively head to Harissa and just be on her to protect her dropping the grapple uh, yeah he's gonna have to let go of the rope cool. okay. um to kind of like be great with her and just sort of like basically uh, ready himself for the weasels coming at him i'm assuming we'll treat this as the help action uh go ahead and please roll me a con save with advantage oh look at that look at that mighty 10 that's a 10 all in <laughs> yeah fuck's sake uh and you're not blessed a two anymore or a, or a 10 uh, you are still asleep. Isaac, you got the Minehead boys on you, and the weasels, these shadow weasels, uh, just royally fucking up Harissa's day. Um, what do you do? Sees guard talking with, uh, old bird Cthulhu over there. Well, not talking, just off. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna take, he's gonna put his faith in guard. And take the dodge action in hopes to try and... Is there anything he sees that would like... It's it's a it's a 6v2 I mean, right now. You, so <laughs> yeah, uh, you've got... Again, like, you've got... Um, these wolverines are closing in... Or, excuse me, these weasels are closing in on Harissa. So you could theoretically put yourself in between them um, to, to sort of run some interference there. No, yeah, I, th that's the assumption is to Got just it. keep everything away from unconscious Harissa. Okay, uh, you go ahead 
and do that. We'll treat that as the dodge action, but you're trying to get in their faces. Mm -hmm. Cool. Are, are we like encircled? Because I would take an attack of opportunity, I'm pretty sure, because of this, right? I what I I think what it is is that you aren't leaving the threatened area of any of the mine head okay. boys. So everybody's cool. closing in. You're not leaving the threatened area. I will take it. Guard. Oh hey. <laughs> Would you like to try again? Yes. Wonderful. Uh, oh, I seem to be out of tea. Oh well. And she reaches back out and brushes your forehead with her feather again, her index feather again. Uh, please make me a wisdom uh, ability check. Five. Please roll me a charisma saving throw. A ten. Okay. Uh, guard, you feel your memory clank off of something in your head. Whatever it is that you just pressed against, that is the Emperor's touch upon me. Oh my. That's very odd indeed. Powerful magics, but... This Emperor's are they divine? What do you mean by divine? Are they divinity, like yourself and myself and all of the small gods? There are many types of power in the world. I do not know if they are divine, but they wield the power of the divine. She says... Well, they wield it expertly. But there's something here. There's something deeper than... the simple use of divine magic. There is divinity in... or corrupted divinity in this spell. Curious. I wonder how much pain it hides. Would you like to push through it? I think we must for you to truly understand what is at play. Uh, yeah, I will. I will let you choose here. Mm-hmm. Demoiselle can crack this open and see what's inside. However, you are going to have consequences. And those consequences might are, are going to be twofold. You're going to need to make a con save to prevent physical damage. Mm -hmm. And you've already failed your charisma save. You don't know what the consequences of that would be if you pushed through. I'm you as a you as a player know that you've already failed this charisma save, so there will there if you push through this, there will be additional consequences. 
and you'll have to make a con save or there will be physical consequences. I'm pushing through. Damn right. Please make a con save. That is an eight. Guard, your face cracks in half. Part of the faceplate just falls so that the only part that remains is like a Phantom of the Opera mask of the top third of the forehead and the eye. The whole mouth just falls. And we flash back to the sound of a cart with one squeaky wheel. The sound of boots clacking on marble. Over here? Right there, yes. I'll, I'll wheel him in. Gods on earth, I'm not getting any younger. Darkness. The occasional beam of light through a crack. And then the sound of a crowbar into wood. Prying it open. And guard, you see yourself in a throne room. And you see a man. Sort of a dark brown skin, wrinkled with this almost fiery, ashy white hair. And he walks up next to you and bows deeply at the waist to an individual sitting in a throne on the far side of the room. is all that this individual on the throne can muster. And the man standing next to you says, Your Majesty, this is the guardian that we have bonded into service. I believe that it will be most useful for Project Rally. (laughs) Would Your Majesty like a demonstration? bit of a childish shrug and the man thumps on the box greet the empressal guard steps forward out of the box his head turns up greetings you lovely creatures that's another episode in the books and what a goofy one at that thank you so much to all of the people that support our show thank you the listeners for being here and a very special thank you to our rally defenders darlene wallace and elder barry we are able to make this show what it is because of support from you and viewers like you so thank you again and have a great week And we'll see you guys in the next one.